Looks, has time to throw. There's an out deep. Way downfield. Grab by now. He's going to score. He's going to score. Touchdown, Purdue. Seth Morales. Seth Morales. There are no flags. The Boilermakers have taken the lead on a 64-yard strike. Unbelievable. And they're showing blitz again. They back out of the blitz. Toss it downfield. Caught by Stubblefield. Goodbye. Tanner Stubblefield beat Dwight Ellett and waltzes into the end zone. It covers 97 yards. Four in motion. They get it to him. Four in space. A burst of speed. A place down for Purdue. He's still going. Four. Touchback. Touchdown. It is intercepted. Bailey the other way. Marcus Bailey punctuates this upset with a pick six. What is up, Boilermaker Nation? It's Monday night, November 8th, 2021, and it's time. It's time. It's time for basketball season and our basketball season preview. But it's also time to recap another Boiler top five. Should we say top three? Victory right. in football. I'm Tanner Lee, alongside my co-host Evan Webb. Andrew Eiler will be joining us momentarily. Webby, what is going on? It's a great time to be a boilermaker. It is. I've got my ice cold boiler gold with me right here, so let's let's have some fun with this one. And I got my real exciting Powerade Power Water Mango <laughs> flavor. Sponsor us, Powerade. Right. <laughs> oh man, uh, you were lucky enough to be in attendance on Saturday in Rossi. It was, and it was a like glorious the place time. Was jumping. It was a lot of fun. Um, shout out to the Purdue fans everywhere. I mean, honestly, Michigan State fans traveled really well, um, as they should. If as they should, no yeah. That, that no, close. yeah. And it's yes, yeah, so it's not. A, I, I don't. I my Michigan geography is not good. So I don't really know where East Lansing is, but I assume it's not that bad of a drive to West Lafayette. Um, I know I went to the uh, south end zone with my dad before we went to our seats, and I had to walk through a quite large group of Michigan State fans, and I was uh, ready to fight somebody. Let's just say that because I was that go green, go white chant is next to the Hoosier chant is makes my skin crawl, um, and I was, uh, yeah, I was I was getting antsy, and I was I was glad that uh, we came out and kind of punched them in the mouth right away. Yeah, we like sure did. Um, got up twenty-one-seven. And then they call back to tie at twenty. You knew they were going to come. Oh make yeah, a, make a make a run, tie at twenty one. But then, uh, so I, I watched the majority of the game last night on a recap. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I was pleased with was Purdue's the way they bounced back after that. Absolutely. I mean, in in, in the past, Purdue would have just folded. Mm-hmm. Even not even that, but just the way we were. We put two games together, I and mean, that's kind of always been the, the frustration with Brom coach teams. Is we'll have, you know, a really good win, even a great win. You go back to 2018 beating Ohio State, and then following up with playing Michigan State up in East Lansing and getting beaten by Rocky Lombardi, the backup at the time, and Ugh. just an awful loss. Um, you know, obviously, I mean, Nebraska's not world beaters, but it was a road win. It was a team that you know we've been pretty neck and neck with in the conference, at least in our side of the conference, for a while, and being able to have a gutsy one up there and just being able to come out and put together another, probably one of the most complete games of Brahms tenure, I'd have to say from start to finish. Um, yeah, it was just, I mean, all around I thought Everybody was great. Offense was awesome. I owe an apology to Aiden O'Connell for, for thinking that Jack Plummer was the guy beginning of the season. Cause he proved me wrong. And I'm very glad he did. Um, the defense was awesome. I mean, you, contain Walker as much as you possibly can, which is hard to do. He, mm-hmm. that, the guy's a beast. And then special teams, Finneran came through when we needed him and 
was just nails every single time. And to say it was probably, I think, probably the most complete game of the season if I'm oh, forgetting I, something so far. Well, you can't count UConn. No. UConn but uh, no, I think you're right. I think it was the most complete game. And it just reminded me of early Jeff Brom at Purdue, mm-hmm. the way he called that game. I, excluding the Wisconsin game in Iowa, then Nebraska even, and now Michigan State, that was three games in a row he's called – or not in a row, but three games right there that he's called fantastically. Yeah, I mean, we played the win. That was the big thing. And even, even when we were up big, I, that was my – I was a little worried as we were getting close to the end of the game. And I was like, man, are we just going to try try and run the ball and just not get anywhere and then go three and out or whatever? Because, we, I mean, we weren't running the ball very well as as has been kind of – has been all year. Um, but we stayed aggressive, and that's just kind of the way that Purdue, really the only way that we're going to win these types of games is we just have to be aggressive the entire time. And it was, I mean, it was, it was, just, it was so much fun. I was really glad to be there. And it was a beautiful day, beautiful weather in God's mm-hmm. country. And it was, uh, it was definitely one of the most memorable games, probably. It wasn't, it definitely, obviously, hard to beat 2018 Ohio State just because of what led up to it. But just the fact that it was, you know, another top five team coming in, um, we had really nothing to lose. Just nope. went out there and just balled out. Played freely. Ran a successful trick play, one that's going to get out yeah. of Purdue history. Now we have a name for it. Jeff Brom in his weekly Monday press conference today, they asked him what that name play was called. At first, it didn't look like he was going to tell them. Mm-hmm. And then he pretty much said, it's like, eh, we're not going to run it again this year pretty much. But yeah. it's like money won. So money won is now the double uh, reverse flea flicker screen, I guess we can call yeah. it that. It took two minutes to develop, but it was a thing of beauty. I mean, and shout out to David Bell and Milton Wright for throwing some key blocks. I mean, Milton Wright actually threw two key blocks. One was to give O'Connell time to throw to Anthrop, and then if you watch the kind of aerial view, he sprints down once he realizes that Anthrop is going to take it. He sprints down and throws another block, probably around the 20, 15-yard mark, and then David Bell throws the final block to let Anthrop get into the end zone. And It was awesome. It was just it was, That was an exciting time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, and Jeff Brom had high praise for Milton Wright today. In his press conference, said he practices harder than anybody. Always runs his routes as hard as he can. Uh, said, you know, he's been here with other good receivers, Rondell Moore, mm-hmm. now David Bell. So he doesn't get as many balls as he probably deserves. But he said he doesn't complain at all. And you can tell he just—I mean, Milton's probably gonna be our number one receiver next year, yep. bar, can, barring David Bell shocking everybody and coming back. Right. Um, and you can tell he he loves being out there too. I mean, he's he's always one of the first guys to hype up another receiver. So he just seemed like a really good kid, and we're lucky to have him. And I think his time will definitely come next year when he if he's put in the work and definitely hopefully come to fruition for him next year. David Bell, we still need him this year. So hopefully, yeah. Because I mean, I guarantee Ohio State's not thinking about Milton Wright for for the first uh first the first look for O'Connell for Saturday, so he, he could have a chance to really step up. Nope, they're going to bracket David Bell, who went over 200 yards. I think he had 217, if I'm not mistaken. 15th time he's went over 100 yards in a single game. Uh, that's a pretty record. He's shattering records. He would shatter every record if he comes back next year. Heck, he might mm-hmm. even still break a majority of them. We mm-hmm. still got four games to go because yep. Purdue is bowling. Uh, first time they're, they're bowl eligible before the bucket game since 2007. Um, and he's the best. Purdue wide receiver in history. I know. Yeah. I don't know how you can argue otherwise. Yeah, I mean, point. I thought Rondale was. I mean, Rondale was something. He was special and electric, but David is just so consistent and consistently good and awesome. Um, 
I mean, I remember growing up watching Stanford and watching Stubblefield, and those mm-hmm. guys were incredible. Dorian Bryant was so much fun to watch, but David Bell always does something that just blows my mind. I feel like every single game, it seems like. I'm shocked when he doesn't come up with the ball, even if it's yeah, an he, extremely he, hard catch. He dropped it. He had a drop in this game, and you can tell mm-hmm. the whole crowd was like, whoa, that's not something we see. Every day. You can tell he was mad. But oh, we, he was. We, we, all, we all kind of knew it's like he's not doing that again. So He, he, he reminds me of Reggie Wang. Uh, okay. That's, great, that great, great route runner. I mean, not overly speedy, but great mm-hmm. route runner, smooth, catches balls more times than not. Tough, physical. Um, gosh, he's just really good. Yeah. <laughs> really good. Really good. Um, we got a comment here from Big Time on YouTube. YouTube. How about them boilers? Just for the hell of it, probably won't happen. If Purdue somehow beats OSU, what's their ranking next week? Top 15 for sure. I thought they'd be ranked in the AP yeah. yesterday. I was shocked at 6-3, and three, beating a top Two three top team at teams. home. No bad losses. I, I I was surprised that they were just on the outside looking in. But I yeah, think it was, I think it was because I saw a list of like the AP voters. I think it was the Hawaii beat writer had us as 15th in his poll. Good. Um, yeah. So it was like, it was a range from 15 to 25, obviously, or I guess unranked in some of them. But but if we can go into Columbus and get our first win at Columbus since 1988, yeah, I think we'd be knocking on, the, I mean, I think we'd slide in the top 20 at least. Oh, yeah. Now, maybe, yeah. maybe right on that doorstep of 15. Uh, yeah. This is the first time the Boilers will play at Ohio State since 2012, which is a game all Purdue fans would like to mm-hmm. forget. Well, I think, what is it, we're four and five against Ohio State the last nine matchups, and really there's two or three games where we had it kind of, or it was very close at the end. You think of 2012, was it 2002 was the Krenzel, Craig Krenzel game, was that 2002? Yes. And yep. then... Job three is a heartbreak, overtime loss yeah, at the horseshoe. So, I mean, we really, I mean, yep. <laughs> a couple of those games go the boys' way, and we've got a winning record in the last 10 wins against Ohio State, which is... Definitely, probably the best record out of any other Big Ten team. Yeah, because we uh, State. we got them in 04. Yep. Um, 05 didn't play them. 06 didn't play them. 07 lost to them. 08 lost to them. 09 beat them. 2010 got killed by them. Beat them in 2011. Should have had them in 2012. Mm-hmm. Killed by them in 13. Um, I don't think we played them until 18. I could be wrong yeah, about that, remember. but uh, if uh, I mean it was the Hazel era, so definitely yeah. we were beating. Well, <laughs> I just remember in 2013 we lost like 56 nothing. Yeah, um, I think that's the only time we played them under under Hazel. But um, yeah, uh, big time says Purdue will be 21st or better, I think, in playoff committee rankings tomorrow. AP is a joke. Yeah, that's a good point because the playoff rankings do come out tomorrow. Yeah, really. And if we point, are ranked in that, that's what shows up on TV. So. Yeah, and, and that's really at this point that's the ranking that matters. I feel right. like I mean, obviously we're not making the playoff. But it's kind of the same thing whenever what the NCAA selection committee starts ranking their top 16 teams for the tournament. And that's really, really what you want to be. I don't really care about the AP when it comes to basketball until that comes out. Um, so, yeah, it's kind of the same thing with the playoff. I'm anxious to see where we're at in that. Yeah, and then that I'm glad he brought that up because that's a good reminder. Um, one more, well, a few more things I want to say about the Michigan State game is Aiden O'Connell, you brought it up. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, I mean – Start of the year, I didn't care which quarterback they went with because I didn't right. think one was necessarily that much better than the other. Boy, was I wrong. Yeah. Aiden fits this offense better, and rumor has it he might be coming back for a sixth year because he wants to be a coach, wants to learn as much as he can, and I would be all for it. Yeah. All for it if he wants to come back for one more year because I mean, he had 
over 500 yards. I think it was, what was it, 536? Something like that, yeah. Um, third most in Purdue history behind David Be- David Blau. Yeah, about to say David Bell. David Blau <laughs> and Curtis Painter. Fifth most all-time in Big Ten history. Walk-on quarterback. Yeah. Second most this year among FBS quarterbacks in a game. Co-office of Big Ten of the Year, or Big Ten of the Week award winner. Um, and he just was slinging that. And it was nice to see him do that at home. And I yeah. know some people said, well, he you know, had a lot of screens or had a lot of yak after the catch. That's part of it. That's part of being a quarterback and having a big game. And right. it was one of the best, if not the best, Purdue quarterback performances I've ever seen. Because yeah. Blau and Painter put up bigger numbers, but Painter did in the bowl game against Central Michigan. Blau did against Missouri, and we lost. And I think he threw a pick or two. Yeah. I mean, Aiden's performance is up there with breezes of 99 from Minnesota and Kyle Orton's against Ball State and the likes in 04. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's impressive. Hats off to the kid. Yeah, and hats off to the offensive line, too, for giving him time. And that was a, a big thing, too. Obviously, we've been harping on the offensive line all year, but, man, he had he had time to throw and even evaded a couple sacks, which was kind of shocking to see. Uh, Christopher has a comment here on Facebook. If offense had been clicking all season, like currently, what's the record only loss at Wisconsin or against Wisconsin? Question mark. I think we definitely get that Minnesota game. That's for sure. Uh, yeah, we, I mean, we should have had that one. That's the yeah. one that irritating right now more than the others. Mm-hmm. Um, even Notre Dame, there's, I mean, a few Notre Dame was a weird one because of course we couldn't move the ball very well, mm-hmm. but it also seemed like the defense that game, I mean, they didn't play bad, but they missed on a few yeah. third and sevens, for instance, a few fourth down that mm-hmm. led to big plays. We just got beat over the top a couple times that game. Yeah, but, I um, still think I think probably those two. I think Wisconsin or Wisconsin Notre Dame. I yeah. think we get the, the mini game, but yeah, it's. I mean, <laughs> was over under four and a half? Was that the yeah the three wins and we're at six? I mean, six when's and the last, three. I'm sorry, when's the When's the last time we? Got bowl eligible this early in the season, two thousand seven. Two thousand seven. Yep, we were seven and uh, seven and two. Yep, and then lost our last three, backed our way into Motor City, and uh, won that game for eight. Okay. The last time we've won eight or more games in the regular season was uh, I wanted to say oh three, but it might have been oh six. So it was the Capital One Bowl year? Well, 03, we won nine games, and then we okay. lost to Georgia Spring 9 4. But 06 was weird, the Champ Sports Bowl year, because we played Hawaii. So we played an That's extra right. game. I think we won eight games that year and lost to Maryland in the Champ Sports Bowl. Fact check me on that one. Oh, yeah. I'm curious you, now. You I think said we what won year? eight. 06. I think we won eight. I think we went eight and five and then lost to make it eight and six in the Champ Sports You are player. correct. We Ooh. went eight and six, five and three in the Big Ten. Yep. yep. And see, that was one of the two years we didn't, because that was back when the Big Ten had 11 teams. Mm-hmm. We didn't play Michigan or Ohio State in 05, 06. So those were supposed to be the years we were supposed to take advantage of that. Yeah, we lost at Notre Dame by two scores, mm-hmm. got whooped at Iowa the following week, mm-hmm. 47 to 17. Lost at home to Wisconsin, three to 24. I remember that game. Lost at Home against Penn State, remember zero, that one too. Twelve to zero. I remember that game. That was and then, awful. Yeah, lost at Hawaii 
And then, yeah, Maryland, the champs sports bowl. Good friend of the show, uh, Thad Moody. Yep, he watched the game at my house, the Hawaiian game. Uh, <laughs> I was up to like two and two or three in the morning watching that one. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, I tell you, we watched that champs sports bowl at my house, and you and I went upstairs to like get something to drink and missed the only score that we had in the whole game. Painter to Greg Orton. That was the yeah. biggest twenty-four to seven blowout I could ever yeah. remember. Uh, Sean Merriman was the star for Maryland. Oh wow! Remember that guy lights out for the oh, Chargers. Yeah. Wow. Uh, last thing I want to say about the Michigan State game before we can move on and talk a little more about Ohio State and Big Ten games until we get into the meat of the program, which is basketball. Um, it's kind of ironic to me and funny in a way that going back in the year 2000, the Rose Bowl season for us, we went up to East Lansing the second to last game of the year. And, you know, we just beat Ohio State at home, the Holy Toledo game, filling mm-hmm. high. And Michigan State wasn't very good that year, and they whooped us. Mm-hmm. I mean, and arguably cost breeze a Heisman. He had his worst game of his career. And then we're like, well, we're not going to make the Rose bowl. Cause we go against Indiana. We needed Northwestern to lose mm-hmm. And a one win. Iowa beat Northwestern. So then gave Purdue the tiebreaker over Northwestern to Michigan again. Then all we had to do was win the bucket. And we did that, mm-hmm. but it's ironic to me. Flash forward 20 years later, we not only knock uh, Michigan State out of the college football playoff, unless something crazy happens, but we probably cost Kenneth Walker any chance at the Heisman. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he still had a pretty dang Oh, he's game. still great. But I th- yard, but yeah. I think I, Michigan State needed to yeah, do something really special. Which is unfortunate. I mean, I get it. Is. It, it but is. But, like, I mean, you look at David Bell. I mean, I saw, what was it, um, uh, one of the indie media guys, a uh, Query. Jake Query. Jake yep. Query says, if you know, if David Bell is playing for Alabama, that the Heisman's already at his house. He's like, not wrong. Sort of he's not he's wrong at either. least up there in contention. Yeah. He's, yeah. It's, it's a shame. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, I get it. I mean, team success is important, but I don't know. Yeah. It, I mean, it's unfortunate for Kenneth Walker because he's, I mean, he's having a hell of a year, which is crazy as we kind of talked about last week the fact that he leaves Wake Forest and then somehow they both get better. Which is yep. just wild. Yep. Uh, except they did lose this past weekend. Both both Walker and Wake Forest lost, yep. but yeah, the, he probably probably out of contention now. He's definitely outside looking in, that's for sure. Unless he just puts up stupid numbers and they beat Ohio State and get to the Big Ten championship game. I, I can't recall a college football season that we're already in November. We uh, honestly have no idea who's leading the yeah. race. Yeah, it's weird. There's it's a fun. lot of names. Oh, yeah. it's fun. It's been. As wild as this season's been, the Big Ten Championship game most likely is going to be Wisconsin Ohio State. Again. I know, so stupid. But but I mean, there's a four way tie for the West. Anything can happen, and and in the East, you can't count out Michigan yet, or even Michigan State, even though Michigan State still has to travel to Columbus and mm-hmm. play Penn State. So after afternoon rest, but still play Penn State. That's a yeah, tough. Yeah, that they're backloaded there, backloaded there. But uh, any any more thoughts from the Michigan State game? Man, it was fun. <laughs> uh, shout out to all the Michigan State fans for chirping early on. Hope you had a nice, safe, <laughs> a nice, safe drive back to East Lansing. Um, one of the biggest jerks in the Big Ten, from what I experienced. Just, just listening to him was really annoying. Talking crap about Ross Aid, um, whatever. I mean, I don't know. Have fun. Your athletic department's despicable and should be burnt to the ground. So, have fun well, with it. Well said. Screw Izzo. Well said. Well said. From one program that we despise to another, Ohio State, yeah. uh, they're going to be the best team Purdue faces. I mean, oh, they, they, are, I, they, they are. What scares me about this game is I, I, I do think Purdue will cover the 20 point spread. I as, hope. As it stands right. I do think so. But 
<laughs> but I could see also on the flip side, I could see Ohio State winning by 30. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. they haven't played well the last two weeks. No. They're going to hear this all week about Purdue, Purdue, Purdue. Unranked. So, ranked some teams. of the guys yeah. that are still in that from that 2018 team, there won't have many, but some of them will still be on that roster. You think they're seeing the highlights from that game the last oh, couple of years? Ryan Day was a <laughs> coordinator. Yeah, he'll be, he'll be showing them that. And so they could come out firing on all cylinders oh, and, yeah. and put it on us. But uh, I saw, I think, was, I think I saw a stat like two of their DBs were, had like, they had some really good stats in terms of how many attempts had been thrown their way and how many actual catches, completions had been made. And it was not very many. I think it was, I think one guy had like one out of the last 10. So, you know, they're going to be hounding David Bell. It's going to be, it's going to be an absolutely tough matchup. And then CJ Stroud is obviously a young phenom who's going to, I just worry him just lighten us up because they've got some. I mean, we've got David Bell who had an Ohio State offer, but they've got five of them. <laughs> oh, I, bet. I mean, they got a great offensive line, a great running yeah. back, great playmakers, defensive line that's mess. I mean, it's just across the board. Yeah, right? I mean, that's, it's, that's, it's the closest thing we'll play to a pro team all year. I mean, I mean they've won 24 straight Big Ten games dating back to that night in Ross State that we beat them. Right. Yeah, it's going to be. I say we can. It's, it's going to be fun leading up to the game, but I say it could go very south. If, very if if we win this game, Babinski needs to immediately get a new contract yep. over to David over to Jeff Brom's house and have him sign it. Yep, contract extension because I think yeah. he's going to get one anyways. Yeah, I even thought before we had these nice few wins, even if we had a losing record, I think he was going to get a contract extension mm-hmm. for recruiting purposes. But now over the weekend, I think that definitely sealed it. And honestly. I'm going to go record on saying it. If we don't beat Northwestern Indiana and win eight games, I'm going to be pretty disappointed. Yeah, which is crazy to think because before the season, it was just, let's just make a bowl. Like, it's, you know, just be bowl eligible. You know, it's it's progress from last year. But now it's like, I mean, we got eight, nine wins, potentially regular season looking at potential, which is absolutely crazy. And then if you look, obviously factor in a bowl game. Yeah, eight uh, and four puts us in a pretty good bowl. Yeah, which – I'm terrified to go back to the bring on Auburn city. again. <laughs> I loved Nashville. It was the Music City Bowl was so much fun, except for the 60 minutes that was oh the game that felt God. like four days. <laughs> oh, um, I literally could have put up 100. Yeah, yeah, but uh, yeah, it's just it's crazy just how expectations change all of a sudden. So yeah, it's if we don't if we don't win those two games, I will be upset you know at first i was like you know we can just split especially when we were five and three like just at least split those like it is what it is playing in the baseball stadium is weird you never know it's gonna be cold probably but now it's like we better win that freaking game and be yeah get that damn bucket back yeah so. yep because those two teams are reeling they can't make bowls mm-hmm. uh, they don't have much to play for so it's uh I'll this, okay. the... i have a question for you yep yep Sweet. i meant to ask it earlier let's say we win eight maybe mm-hmm. northwestern indiana do Karloftis and Bell play in the bowl game? Oh, oh, I hadn't even thought of that. Oh, man. I don't blame them for saying no. Um, oh, especially I, like, especially, no, I wouldn't blame them at all if they do, yeah. but knowing what little that we know from the program about both guys, especially Bell come back from that concussion and Notre Dame, which he could have just hunted up for the rest of the year. Right. I would think they play. Maybe it matters who we're against. Yeah. I I think, mean, oh, I, that's a good question. I had not we, thought about that. I've never had six, to worry about that, my right pretty fandom. <laughs> we never get players like this. If we go six and six, if we, I mean, if it's just another collapse, ah. I think that it'll play. Yeah, if we're going to, um, 
I don't even know what they call the. It's not Little Caesars anymore. I think it's like the Car Care Bowl. Something <laughs> up in Detroit. Yeah. No. Yeah. There's no point no, of that. No, as it stands right now, Purdue would probably get to New York for the pinstripe or Music City for in Nashville for the Music City or out in Arizona for the uh, Guaranteed Rate Bowl, probably. Mm-hmm. Maybe the Red Box Bowl again in California. Yeah. I don't know. I, I I would take a Florida Bowl, Outback or Citrus. That Absolutely, something really good happened. Yeah, but uh, it's fun to be in this position. It's fun to be talking. This is the most fun I think I can say for both of us and for Andrew. The most fun we've had in a Boiler Breakdown talking Purdue football because yeah, we started this as a full time podcast in 2019 and we haven't had that much fun to talk about. Right. So, well, you want to go around the Big Ten and pick some games real quick? Let's do it. Michigan at Penn State. Yeah, Penn State's a one-point favorite. This is as about toss-up as it gets, I think. Uh, let me see. Let me pull mine up here. Slow. Oh man, that's... I, I'm taking Michigan. I I'm, think I'm, they're the I'm better team, too. but I just I, I don't uh, know. Why. I, just, I feel like Penn State. Just, I mean, I what did Penn State do last week? Um, beat Maryland. Oh yeah. Um. Yeah, I'm picking Michigan. I think it's a close one, but I yep. think yeah, I think they're just a better team. And it'll be, Ruck- I mean, it'll be, it'll be rocking in Happy Valley. So, but it should be good. Thad uh, Mooney said Nashville or Florida would be easy drive for me. I would hope all uh, a big amount of Boiler fans would go to either of those locations. Yep. Uh, Rutgers at Indiana. Rutgers is four and five. Their bowl chances are starting to go down the toilet. <laughs> at Indiana, who's two and seven, is. Out of bowl contention, what a horrible season down Bloomington. Yeah, hate but the, Ho- the Hoosiers are seven point favorites. I think the Hoosiers get done. I think they're their first big. I, I agree with you. Unfortunately, if not now, I don't think they get one. Yeah. Uh, Northwestern, they are three and six. Only idiots like me had them going eight and four before the year. <laughs> At six and three, number twenty one in Wisconsin, who's a twenty four point favorite. Wisconsin covers. <laughs> I don't know if Northwestern scores. Yeah, yeah, that defense. Yeeks. Wisconsin's. We, everybody woke into the Giants. And yeah, the, they are rolling and playing some good football. Minnesota. Just when the nation starts talking about Minnesota, they fall flat on their face and lose <laughs> to Illinois. And Illinois' punter is my favorite non-Purdue player in the nation. Praise <laughs> the man. That was awesome. Um. They are six point dogs at number twenty two Iowa. I think it's close, but I'm taking I, Iowa. I yeah, I'm taking Iowa too. Um, and Iowa had a close game against Northwestern last week because their offense is atrocious, but I think their defense is legit. Uh, I think they I think they squeak it out. I think it's like a. I don't think they covered. I think it's like a three point game. Yeah, I think it's an ugly game. Maryland at Michigan State. Michigan State's going to be ticked off. Uh, Thirteen-point favorites for the Spartans. Maryland needs one more game for bowl eligibility. Interesting thing: say Maryland loses this game and then loses whoever they play against next. If Rutgers beats Indiana and then loses, you got Rutgers against Maryland last week of the year. Winner goes to a bowl, loser stays home. That's fun. That's always makes yeah. it interesting. We've been there plenty of times. Plenty of times against Indiana. Yeah, both teams. It's always. I mean, definitely adds a. Makes it a little more fun, even though it kind of sucks at the same time. <laughs> right, right. Um, I think yeah, Michigan State. I think they they're not too happy right now. I think Sparty gets it done. I, I, I think Walker runs for 
220 easily. I see that. And then, and then I think they split up best between Ohio State and Penn State. Wouldn't shock yeah. me if they lost them both. Yeah. I mean, I think they're a pretty good team, but Ohio State's just really good. And Penn State's still got a lot of talent. A couple top 25 matchups I want your opinion on. Starting Thursday night, 5-4 and four North Carolina travels to number 25, 7-2 and two Pittsburgh. And Pittsburgh is a six-and-a-half-point favorite. I think Carolina keeps riding the momentum from beating Wake Forest, and they get another big conference win. This will be a fun quarterback matchup. Sam Howell yeah. against Kenny Pickett. I'm going to go uh, Pitt. I'm going go yeah. with the Panthers at home. Oklahoma, number eight in the nation at by this poll, 9-0. and oh, They are five-and-a-half-point five favorites at, at Baylor. But Baylor got beat by TCU and an interim head coach over the weekend. Yeah. I think I think Oklahoma covers that. I think by about two scores. I think you're right. I agree. I like Oklahoma on that one. Mississippi State, who won't be ranked anymore, they're 17th on mine, but they lost to Arkansas. They're five and four now. There's no way you stay in the rankings at five and four. At Auburn, who's six and three. We're six and three, not even in the rankings. What the hell? Yeah, Bo, Bo Nix, man, I can't figure him out. Nope, Just when I, I think yeah. he's good, I'm finally apologizing. He throws out a game like, "Hey, nation, I can still throw out a crap game." Yeah. So, <laughs> Um, I'm taking Auburn though. I'm still taking Auburn, yeah. <laughs> I, th- I think I know what you're laughing at. <laughs> I don't know why they play these teams, but New Mexico State <laughs> one and eight, one and eight. New Mexico State at number two, eight and one. Alabama, fifty-one and a half point favorites. <laughs> why do they do this every year? They play a they play a Samford or a New Mexico State. Citadel. Come on, yeah, <laughs> Citadel. Come on. I think they cover. I think it's like sixty to three. <laughs> oh it's so my stupid. God. I hate the SEC. Like it isn't even a good a good <laughs> small team. It's a one and eight team. They haven't played in front of a thousand people all year. <laughs> They're going to play in front of like ninety thousand. Hey, good for them for getting that check oh, though for yeah. the athletic department. I mean, Absolutely. getting paid probably a couple hundred grand to get <laughs> your asses kicked in. Get some good food while you can, boys. Yeah, enjoy the atmosphere. See what the full stadium's like. Number one, Georgia, twenty and a half well, point favorites. If you were like a backup on New Mexico State, are you hoping you get in the game, or are you just <laughs> praying to God you don't see the field? <laughs> Pray to God, don't see the field because you're gonna get lit up by a third straighter on Alabama, who's the yeah. best player you've ever played against. Nine and zero, number one Georgia, twenty and a half point favorites at five and four Tennessee. Who had a big win over Kentucky. Big win. Yeah, Tennessee has Kentucky's number. I'm pretty sure. From what oh, I've they do big time. I have, I, have, I have no one Tennessee fan, and therefore I see a crap ton of Tennessee. I think stuff last year Kentucky line. beat them. It was the first time like in forty years. Okay, oh, maybe wow. not forty, Jeez. but it was yeah, a long time. Something like that. Yeah. I think Heupel's got Tennessee moving in the right direction. Yeah, I hate to say it, but Georgia wins this game. But I think Tennessee covers. I think yeah, Tennessee covers. Unfortunately, Tennessee's got something going. He's um, going to get his players in there, and they're going to be back to relevancy at least. Man, Georgia's so freaking good. Oh, they are stupid. Number 14, Texas A&M at number 16, Ole Miss. A&M is a favorite at Oxford. This is college game day. A&M is a two-and-a-half-point favorite. Hmm. I'm sticking with the lane train. Me too. Whatever, I, I have no, yeah, no Tiny. reason. Just I enjoy his comic. He's he's a legend. Yeah, in his hey, own mind. Ah, <laughs> uh, true. 
eight and one Notre Dame at six and three Virginia Bronco uh, Mendenhall's club can put up some points. Mm-hmm. Notre Dame's a five and a half point favorite, and talk about a fan base who's rooting hard for Purdue all of a sudden every week, not only to help them against Ohio State, mm-hmm. but also for streaks of schedule. Yep. <sighs> I think unfortunately the Irish get it done. I think they cover. I think it's I think about maybe about ten. I think Irish in a close one, like a three pointer. Okay. I think Ooh, they okay. get. I I just think they survive, and I think they end up the season only losing to um, Cincinnati. North Carolina State two and a half point dogs at Wake Forest. Who Wake Forest suffered their first loss of the year to North Carolina. But Evan, did you know that game didn't count as an ACC conference game? What? Those two teams a couple years ago when the schedules came out were not supposed to play. They wanted to play each other, so they scheduled each other somehow. But the ACC, since they weren't supposed to play, counted. It's a not. It was a non-conference game. I did not know. So that. Wake Forest, is, I would be ticked if I was the ACC other team. <laughs> They're still undefeated in conference play. Oh my god, that is amazing. <laughs> yeah, I had I did not see that at all anywhere. I heard that this morning on uh, I think it was Unnecessary Roughness Barstool Sports College Football Podcast. Yeah, that is awesome. I think NC State beats them, though. Wake Forest, it was fun while it lasted. It was a great story. Like, NC State beats them and wins that side of the ACC. I'm picking the Demon Deacons. All right. Cover barely. I think it's like a three-point game. Three to six. And uh, one more top 25 game I'm, I just want to do here. Good old Nevada. They still give us <laughs> nightmares. Seven and two. Carson Strong's put up big numbers this year. At eight and one, number 24, San Diego State, who is a two-point favorite. Uh, just out of spite of Nevada, San Diego State. Yep. Go Aztecs. And before we get to the game we all care about, I did have a uh, a listener or viewer, I'm not sure if he listens or, 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 or watches our podcast every week, comment on our Twitter that he wanted to submit a prediction. It was Caleb Gerald, at Caleb Gerald on Twitter. The Monon Bell game between Wabash College and College and DePaul College is the 127th meeting coming up Saturday. It's in Crawfordsville, so it's at Wabash. His prediction is Wabash stunts undefeated DePaul 31-24. It's always definitely, I mean, for us in our communities, because we know some people who went to both schools, definitely a big game, even for a small college level. Um, I know nothing about either team. I had no idea DePaul was even undefeated. Um, but simply because I know more DePaul grads than I know Wabash College grads, and the fact that Andrew, our co-host, who's not here right now, his brother went to DePaul, I'm picking the time. And his, his sister went there as his well? His sister went there as well, ran track with uh, Coach Barclay. Not Barclay. Um, no, Shepard. Uh, Shepard. Marcus yeah. Shepard. Yeah, Jamarcus Shepard. My uncle went there. One of my uncles went there. One of my aunts went there. Had a cousin go there. Her husband went there. DePaul, that is. They're black I gotta take. I, I got to take the Tigers. Going black I would, Yep. I would get crucified by family. If <laughs> um, they got cool DePaul and Wabash shirts on the shop. Yes. Um, even, I think so, they even have like the Monon. Monon Bell. Monon yep. Bell, yeah. That game will be on the ISC Sports Network this weekend. So if you have mm-hmm. that channel or or you can go on ISCSportsNetwork.com. So check that out. So there's ways to watch that. That's That should be a fun one. So Always, and, always pretty high level game. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. And then the Boilermakers at the Buckeyes. Ohio State's a 20-point favorite. Score prediction. This one could get very ugly. It could. I do not feel confident at all. I don't feel good. Last Monday, I went out on my Twitter and predicted, spoiler alert, Boilers over Sparty. (laughs) 
See, I didn't do that today. <laughs> <laughs> but I can't pick against Purdue. 38-35, let's go. My God, that's why I love having you as a co-host, <laughs> but I can't do it. I know. Um, I went against Purdue against Iowa, and, and we beat them. It is at 3-3 on ABC. That's our beautiful time slot that we love to upset mm-hmm. these top five opponents, even though Ohio State's sixth in the AP. Um, but will they be top five tomorrow? College football playoffs. Yeah, I think they will. Um, I'm going to go Buckeyes. Thirty to seventeen. Okay, thirteen points. So we cover, but uh, it's a two. Like it's a, it's a obviously a pretty close game, but just for whatever reason, like just the way the score looks looks awful. <laughs> just yeah, the three and the one. But yeah, it's we, we got nothing to lose. Nope, they got everything to lose. Great position to be in, but I just I just think Ohio State's too darn talented. Yeah, they're. We've they played. We've me. we've played in awesome environments, Notre Dame and Iowa, mm-hmm. so that should help, and even Nebraska. So that should, we shouldn't be scared of an environment like this, no. but just the talent level and even the coaching, I think, is on a different level than the other teams we've faced. Yeah, it's – I mean, the Iowa game – Iowa and Michigan State, obviously they were both, you know, highly ranked when coming to the game. But there were, were teams that didn't think, as a lot of people thought, that weren't, you know, um, they weren't untouchable. It definitely right. – I mean, Iowa – I mean, Iowa just because Brahms had Ferentz's number – um, Michigan State, for whatever reason, it was just maybe just the close wins against like Indiana, and I think was it, I think they had a close win against Rutgers, or I can't remember. Um, but they didn't have the best; they weren't rolling through everybody. Like I think oh, Michigan State beat Nebraska over Nebraska. There. Yeah, Nebraska. Yeah. Sorry, um, but Ohio State scares me. Yeah, <laughs> they're yeah, the team. Yeah. They're the one team on the schedule that. And that was just at home. I'd be like, screw it. We got Ross right. here, Ross Juju. But the fact that it's in the horseshoe and. It's not easy to win there when you got over 100,000 people screaming at you, but uh, screw it. Let's do it. <laughs> haven't won there since 88, but why not now, right? Yep. So, well, we just talked about the shop a little bit. Uh, Evan, what's the shop got going on right now? This shop, let me pull up my read here. Yeah, so the shop has been bringing sports and hometown apparel to the fans since 2011. From their humble beginnings in garages and basements, you can find them at their two retail Two retail stores and online. They make comfortable shirts. It makes everyone happy. Shop is located in Carmel and Indianapolis, as well as online at theshopindy.com. We make the best shirts, period. Next time you're shopping online, use promo code BREAKDOWN for 25% off your order. You guys, get your orders in now for Christmas. You know, with shipping and everything going on. I mean, the shop's been pretty good about shipping, but you never know. Use that promo code. We got, I mean, super comfortable shirts. I mean, drinkware. I mean, anything for your Colts fan, Pacer fan. You got the Hoosiers. In your life, you got the Bulldogs in your life, you got the Paul grads, Wabash grads, they got everything. It's fun. They're Ball great, State, great people. Ball yep. State. Butler. Yep, Butler. They've got some pretty sweet stuff. Yep. Yep. I, I really need to get I want I saw a Marcus Square Arena shirt the other day. It's yeah. Like, I really like that one. I might have to get that. I need yep. some new Pacer swag, even though they ticked me off. <laughs> um but uh if you're looking to get some food. Uh, maybe before the Boilermaker basketball game tomorrow or Friday or definitely before the Boiler football game on Saturday, make sure to hit up Mad Mushroom. Uh, every, uh, the Boiler Breakdown podcast is brought to you by Mad Mushroom two years in a row. Mad Mushroom serving Boilermaker since 1993. They're located in the heart of West Lafayette, and they're well-known as the home of the original cheese sticks. Whenever Evan, Andrew, or myself like to visit, we like to sit down and have an ice-cold beer while trying out their latest pizza of the month, which this month their pizza of the month is... The Mad Chili, which is their signature hand-tossed pizza dough covered in a house-made chili with onions, jalapenos, 
mozzarella and cheddar cheeses and finished with corn chips. Man, I like spicy food. I'm hungry yeah. <laughs> right now. I really want one of those. But so next time you're in town, stop in and tell them the Boiler Breakdown sent you for $5 off any order over $20. Or any Boiler Breakdown listener or viewer can use the coupon code BREAK5, that's all caps, B-R-E-A-K-5, to claim your discount online at madmushroom.com. Mad Mushroom, feed your head. Why don't we talk about some basketball? Yeah, works for me. <laughs> so basketball season starts tomorrow night. I got to be honest, Purdue plays an opponent I have never heard of. No, I, I think they're uh, they're from Louisville. I think I looked it up. Are they newly uh, Division One? That I don't know. Let me see if I can pull it up again. Because remember, I was sitting with my dad at the game, and he was asking me to play. And he's like, "Where are they from?" I'm like, "I have no idea." What's the nickname? Even you know? Oh, I saw it and I blanked on it. Let's see here. Bellarmine University, the Knights. So generic. Not bad. Not yeah. bad. I don't know too many Knights. Yeah. Gold Knights, UCF, Army know. Black Knights, or are they just the Knights now? Um, yeah, not too bad. Yeah, so either. actually, so 2019 was their first year. Um, okay. They're joined, joining the ASUN. Um, and the okay. 20, actually, in the 20, 2020, 2021 schools, they were, like, they were joining the ASUN last year. Okay. Um, sorry, a four-year transition to the Division One. Interesting. I think they also play Indiana as well. Okay. Um, I'm sure they, yeah, just got all the big schools to fund their athletic department. We play them on tomorrow night. Uh, regular season starts. We got the W over U Indy last Thursday in the exhibition, and then we uh, welcome Indiana State Sycamores Friday night. At Again, back-to-back years. That game is on the Big Ten Network Friday night. Tomorrow's on Big Ten Plus, but you got to pay like 10 bucks for it. So uh, if you can't watch it, turn on the radio to yeah. 96.5 WAZY and listen to Rob Blackman and Bobby Buckets Riddell. They do a fantastic job. Yeah, from what I've heard, I've never, I've never paid for BTN Plus, but I've heard it's not worth it. Yep. Uh, so, yeah, just listen to – Yep. Listen to our guys. Exactly. So, uh, but Evan, uh, you know, we talked a little bit about this last week. I think, um, I think the most anticipated season I could remember in my Purdue fandom was going into the 09 10 season. Uh, mm-hmm. Purdue was ranked, I believe, seventh, maybe where they are now. But this season, just for whatever reason, maybe it's because it's right in front of us, seems like there's even more anticipation and more hype than Robbie Hummel, Juwan Johnson, Etwan Moore's junior year. Which, so you're not saying – you don't think that they're senior year? Because weren't we, like, number one in some polls before Robbie got hurt? Well, like, the polls I don't think were quite out yet. Okay. But we were in all the publications until he got hurt. Yeah. And then nobody knew what – Then I mean, that was my freshman year. Um, yeah. I still think we overachieved that whole year. Even though we had two <laughs> NBA guys, yeah. I just think we overachieved all year long. And then the, we kind of woke up late losing at Iowa, then the Michigan State in the tournament, and then uh, blew out St. Peter's, but got ran out of the gym by a buzzsaw. VCU, the shock smart that went to Final Four. But, yeah, uh, that's a good question. I, I don't, Yeah, I just think 0-9-10 was the season up to date that was most highly anticipated for me, but I think this one takes the cake. Yeah, I'm definitely saying this one. I, I think it's just because I don't I don't remember oh I mean I remember the season but I don't remember the anticipation I don't know if it was just you know I was also playing basketball in high school so kind of focusing on that not being able to go to a lot of games um, during the high school season um, maybe it's just just because I remember how great the season was but 2017 2018 was I felt like it was pretty high anticipated when you had the seniors of Haas Vince Edwards PJ Thompson Cody Elias we had 
you know, those, I mean, there was also, Hey, we lost Biggie Swan again. How good are we really going to be? Um, but also we had, you know, sophomore Carson, but that, that season of being incredibly fun winning, you know, the most games I've ever won as a team. As a, Did, as a Didn't start player. off that way. No, no, it didn't. Losing to Tennessee, then losing to Western Kentucky, and then beating Arizona. And right. Then that got us rolling. Then yeah. it got fun. But, yeah. man, it started off like, are you kidding me? Yeah. <laughs> uh, but which this season could, too. I mean, I'm not saying yeah. that. I mean, you never know. You know the, the games have to be played for a reason. And, mm-hmm. and next and next week's next weekend's got to be a challenge. This on the 20th yeah. and 21st when you have Carolina, then either Tennessee or, or Villanova, two teams I'm tired of playing. Um, <laughs> But uh, the Carolina matchup will be fun. But, yeah, I mean, Purdue on paper turns everybody except Aaron Wheeler, mm-hmm. who transferred to St. John's. And I hope he puts up 40 against Indiana on the 17th. Um, but with high expectations, brings the nerves. Yeah, it's it, it, it sucks because, you know, last year was so much fun because there was no expectation. You know, every, every day was, let's see what happens. We roll the ball out and see what happens. But now the fact there is expectations, it's, you know, if it's – no, no more of those moral victories whatsoever. It's you know we it's either win or I'm going to be in a very bad mood, which is very unfortunate for my girlfriend who I live with. <laughs> yep, yep. I've already warned my girlfriend. This is the first season she's been around me. Oh uh, yeah, oh, so I've already be warned awesome her. Or very bad. Yeah. She's brought me good luck with football season so yeah. far, so I'm hoping yeah, basketball I'm season. For that, yeah. But uh, I mean, yeah. When you're going into the season, and you can even bring up the schedule, we can talk about the schedule, yeah. but eyeballing everything, barring a big injury to somebody, mm-hmm. barring a season-ending injury. So is this Final Four a bust for you? And I know, and you don't have to remind me, I know how hard it is and how much luck yeah. goes into making a Final Four, but, I mean, is that what we're looking at? Because so many experts <laughs> are picking Purdue to go to Final Four, and some of them, two of them on CBS Sports today, pick Purdue to win national championship. <laughs> Which... It's just it never Matt Lo- Matt Norlander and Kyle yeah. Boone, just to let everybody know. <laughs> yeah, it's it baffles me just hearing that. I mean, I know obviously it's what we strive for. It's awesome that you know. I feel like for a long time growing up, it was like we're never going to win it. You know, you know whatever it is, what it is. You know, there's no way anybody thinks that we're going to win it. But now it's like you know, hearing players talk about you know this is what our goal is, and it's just you know obviously we've never really won it in a tournament setting. It's just crazy to to hear them and it's awesome but it's also just like holy crap like this is i mean it's it's what you want as a fan is, is to, to be have a chance to see your team make the final four but i, I mean i think it is and it guys crazy it is and i know I, i've mentioned it before of it's so hard for me to wrap my head around that considering the fact that we've i've never seen it you know we've never seen it you know our, our dad saw it in 1980 but um but the you know given the fact that we've made the elite eight now with painter it's like okay this is his best team his definitely his deepest team he's ever had as as a head coach, then it's like, I mean, why not? I mean, which is an just hope the pressures and gets the guys. It's still a you know fairly young team for the most part, aside from the three seniors. But I mean, I think it is. Which is, I mean, I this is obviously a very high chance that the season ends not the way we want it to, and I just, I just hope we can enjoy it along the way. It's just I was trying to think before we started recording. I was just like, man, I just hope we can have some fun. Like like 2017, 2018, I was thinking back to the Michigan game at Mackey where it was just an absolute three-point shooting contest it felt like i just hope we have games like that obviously with us winning but i just hope the season's fun that's just what i want it's just you know awesome games and obviously everybody's staying healthy but yeah i know when even no matter how fun the regular season is i know when march rolls around i'm going to be wanting to throw up every single day once the bracket comes out <laughs> yep i'll be Might right really there with you yeah at least you know adrian and i will be right there with you but yeah but i agree i've i've 
you know, this whole time, the offseason, I'm like, yeah, you know, final floor would be great. But if I could see this, you know, Elite Eight, I'd still be happy with that, even though I'd be really, mm-hmm. really upset to be that close and not mm-hmm. get over to hump the final four. But no, I've talked myself into it's final four a bus. And if we get to final four, then I'm going to be like, let's go. Win yeah, the whole thing. You're, you're there. I mean, you're but there. You got you to get there. I mean, I, I'm now my booking my hotel, my flight for New Orleans right now. No, <laughs> but could, but yeah. no. Um, but I do think it is final for a bust. I'm ready to go out there. Let's put it out there. Let's put the expectation out there. Let's roll. Uh, biggest question marks for this team or biggest concerns for this team going into the season? Uh, I have two um, three point shooting Bingo. and uh, containing the dribble. Bingo. <laughs> Just based off what I've heard or what yep. we've heard from Golden Black, which obviously it's where all of our info sure. comes from, is that's what my big worry. I mean, we're going to face some pretty athletic guards, and especially when it comes to March. That's what kind of hurt us against North Texas was Duh. contain the dribble. And I mean, you look at the guards across the Big Ten, I'm, of course, now blanking on every single one. I can only think of the ones at Indiana, you know, Lander, and they've got some transfers, and you never know with those guys what they're going to bring. But Curbelo uh, at Illinois. Curbelo, that's obviously Rangers at Illinois. Yeah. Um, OSU's got some good guards. Yep. Um, Max Christie's got to be a dynamic freshman, I would think. That's at right. Yeah. State. Geo Baker's still at Rutgers. Yeah. Um, I hate that guy. Brett <sighs> Davidson, I wouldn't call him dynamic guard, but Brett Davidson's no. in his 100th year at Wisconsin. Yes, he is. Hey, Christopher, uh, like, Christopher's got a good point there, too. Free throw shooting, yes, that's uh, that's been a pretty problem for 15 years going. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's that's a big thing. Is man, now we're a good three point shooting team. It's just a matter of uh, if we can keep it consistent on a nightly basis and have it carry over from half to half. That Mooney says, "Go away, Geo." No, he's one of my least favorite. Uh, he's getting his doctorate this year. Opponent, and he's a like. Purdue, he's a Purdue killer. Man, yeah. he's a good player. Yeah. It's uh, Big Ten's gonna be tough. Uh, I, I do another podcast on Mondays, and we preview the Big Ten. And I think there's eight Big Ten teams that have a good chance to make an attorney, but I think nine through fourteen in my rankings, I don't think are gonna be that good. So I no. think the bottom's gonna be worse than we've seen it in the last couple of yeah. years, but the top's gonna be pretty good. Yeah, and that's where I'm, I'm Brian Newberg going black says a lot. So, you know, winning the Big Ten, it's obviously you want to you you know you got to beat the you know the Michigans and the Ohio States and all that. Sure. But it's also not losing to Penn State on a Wednesday night at 9 p.m. when there's 4,000 people there. So I think yep. the bottom, like you said, the bottom's going to be pretty bad. I mean, last year the Big Ten was just a juggernaut in the regular season anyways, obviously not in the tournament. <laughs> I don't <laughs> understand why the Big Ten can't win a national championship. Yeah. I don't know what's going on there. But it's, I think, yeah, I think there's going to be some really bad teams, and it's just you can't afford to trip up and look past. I mean, you still can't look past anybody, but – because as we've seen, you know, there's a chance for someone to come on and just start. I mean, as we've we, we kind of joke about, you know, people always shoot really well against us in, from three point, but it's also kind of how the way we play defense, and we just can't have that this year. Well, well, here's my uh, 14 through one. Here's how okay. I have them. I have Minnesota in a cellar. I'll be shocked if they win three conference. Oh, man, that'll be bad. They got a bunch of new transfers, new coach. I think his name's Ben Johnson from uh, Xavier. I think he was assistant Xavier. I just they're not gonna be good. They've lost a lot. Did he have That's, a connection to Minnesota at all? Or I believe he did, but I okay. forget what it was. Uh 13th, I have Nebraska. Um They've got a five star. They do have a five star. They got some more transfers like Horberg always does, but until he gets them out of the towards the bottom, I just can't yeah. put them very high. They showed some, yeah, they showed some promise last year. Like there were a couple of spurts of games where they 
played really well, and then it was just like woof. <laughs> Number twelve, I got our old buddy Micah Shrewsbury in his first year at Penn State. They lost a lot. He did get some transfers to come in. I think they'll play hard, but it's going to be a growing year for them. I, I hope he does well there. I hope. I mean, it's definitely a place that you can take your lumps and grow yep. as a coach because there's it's not a basketball. They're going to give you time. They're going to give yeah. you plenty of time. I, I hope. I, I like. I like Shrewsbury a lot. And I hope I mean, he's already. He's gotten some. Guys, to commit obviously, I know what old the old Purdue commit, uh, Jamil Brown. He's he committed, which as we probably all thought when he decommitted when Shrewsbury left. But he's a great player. Almost um, like and, a get a son. Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, think. yeah, unfortunately. Uh, but he'll, he'll probably tap into that Philly market and get really get some dudes. I saw John Ross Stein Sting. I I never know how to say his last name. I think it's Sting. Sting. John Ross Sting. Let's get him on the pod. We'll ask him. Yeah, that's let's not do embarrassing. It. Um, <laughs> He had Northwestern making the dance today in one of his bold. I saw, yeah, I saw it. Saw I have Northwestern, Northwestern 11th. I'm not a believer. I'm not. Yeah. A Man. But do you like, do you fire him? <laughs> I mean, he did the one thing that no one else has you ever have done. You to at some point, <laughs> yeah, though, don't you? Yeah. I mean, man. Yeah. Number 10, I have Wisconsin. Really? I know Davidson's back, uh, but they lost a lot. Trice. Yeah. Uh, uh, pretzel. Um, I'm just blanking on their guys right yeah, now. I, I mean, they're all like, I mean, I remember actually what they were older than the Chicago yeah. Bulls starting five. <laughs> I assume they're all, I assume they were all back. Yeah. They've lost a lot. Uh, number nine, I got Iowa. Another team. They lost a lot. They also have Bohank Cannon come back for an 80th year. Uh, <laughs> McCaffrey, all of them are back. I think um, they'll be pretty bad. Yeah. I just don't see last year. They were the darling they lost, of everybody. They lost CJ Frederick to Kentucky. Yep. So yeah, Garza to the pros. Garza the pro. Um, they could get really ugly in Iowa City. Eight. I got Rutgers. Um, eight, eight on up. I have as attorney teams. I want to yeah. say, uh, Geo's back. Ron Harper's back. They did lose Jacob Young to transfer, and they lost Miles Johnson to yeah, UCLA. UCLA. Yep. Uh, so that'll hurt, but I think Pykele's a good coach. I like Pykele. The yeah. rack's not an easy place to play anymore. Nope. Um. Yeah, I think they'll be right in the thick of things. Number seven, I got Indian Hoosiers. Um, I think they'll be better than they have been the last few years. I think they do have the talent to make the tourney. They got a lot of new faces. They got a lot of transfers. Uh, Trace Jackson Davis is back. A lot of their guys are back. They did lose a few. They lost uh, Al Durham to Providence. That's and, he, uh, he, Armand he fi- Franklin to Virginia. Durham, fi- Durham finally beat Purdue, even though it was a skirmish. <laughs> he had to transfer schools to do it. Yeah. Um, but so I think they'll be better, but I'm not buying in all the indie star hype. Yeah, Maybe I am. Hype. I was a bit living in it, and I don't know. I think they're going to be top five, not top four. It's going to make me sick, but it could be. I mean, yeah. it, it, I think just a few I think just, separate I think, a lot of these teams. Yeah, I think it's. I mean. Maybe it's just I'm just relating a lot to Jeff Brom, but we saw when Brom's first year just injecting, you know, a new system, new yep. energy into a team that's done nothing but lose for multiple years. It's kind of the same thing with all those guys. I mean, they've got some really good talent. Um, just a matter of making them fit. I think I think the three point shooting is gonna be huge for them if they can be consistent. I mean, they lost their two best three point shooters. They brought in some guys that can shoot. They're counting them as forty percent shooters, but Miller Cop has never touched forty in his career. I think he touched like thirty nine, but I think he was thirty four percent last year Northwestern. So but I, mean, I think he's starting tomorrow. I think they play Eastern Michigan. Um and they've got some other guy who came from a smaller school as well as a pit transfer. I think a some guy from like UCF or something. I don't remember, big man. But I think three points will be definitely the key there. 
Go, go Eagles tomorrow. Yes, sir. We've uh, seen number, us lose there. Oh, God. <laughs> like the worst game ever. Yeah. Uh, number six, I got the Spartans, Michigan State. Uh, Tom Izzo's in a weird spot with this program. It yeah, seems like is. it's coming more than norms. Michigan State, like three, four, five, six in the Big Ten, not one or two before the season started. I think Max Christie's going to be dynamite. Malik Hall's probably improved. I know those are two names Purdue fans don't like to hear, but uh, nope. uh, Hauser's back. Uh, big num- big num- big Bing. Bingington, Bing, ah, tall, skinny guy. Yeah. He's back. Um, I mean, he had some momentum this offseason uh, or earlier in the year. I remember when it was when he had Imani Bates committed and he had yeah. another five star committed, and then Imani Bates decommits, I think another five star decommitted. Yep. So it's, you hate to see it. Hate yep. to see it, but I mean, they could easily be yeah. towards the top of the it's conference. Izzo's, I mean, six. Play, they, they play tomorrow night, they play in Kansas tomorrow. I'm so sick of that stupid thing. That's dumb. dumb. I'm so sick of that. I don't even watch it. I hate that. I hate it. I do just assume it's like like the only good game. Put some new teams in it though. I'm tired of those four. Quote unquote good game. Put put Gonzaga in it. Yeah. They're a lot better than a lot of those other teams that they put in it. Number five, we got Maryland. He always gets a lot of talent. Uh, I don't know a ton about their roster off the top of my head. They got they they definitely early on he he got a bunch of good transfers and I can't remember where they're all from. It's been quite a I know it feels like happened. forever. Yeah, but uh, I, I mean I know they won the Big Ten what two years ago or something. They really yeah. tied tied so, three way tie. I still don't believe in Turgeon uh, for whatever reason. Except when I love how him and Howard have some sort of <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah, hate for each other. But yeah, I mean they're obviously tough and it's tough to play there. But yeah, I I think. They, what you have them is pretty, pretty fair. Number four, I got the Buckeyes. You can intertwine a lot of these top four teams. Oh, um, yeah. EJ Liddell's back. Um, they did lose Washington. Washington. They returned some guys. They got Joey Brook. See, yeah. I, I, I just learned he was there like last week. I was like, oh, I didn't know. I forgot, he I forgot playing he there. Now he'll make a huge impact. But yeah. Kyle Young's back for like a yep. thousandth year. A lot of these got Big Ten guys have been around forever, especially <laughs> COVID years now. But Holtman's got a good thing going there. He's recruiting well. He's recruiting very well. I don't see that stopping anytime soon. Nope. Is us Sauce Boy's gone though, right? I think so. CJ yeah. Walker. Yeah, I think CJ Walker's gone. Good. Number three, Illinois. Uh, this was Ooh, a team I was. Three. I was okay. really looking forward to seeing Illinois down this year. I yeah. thought Kofi was jumping. Iowa was gone. Adam Miller chance freaks. We have a good friend who's an Illinois fan. I'm like, yeah. all right. Nope, Kofi comes back. Carbello's all of a sudden the pick to be the breakout player of the nation. Uh, Demonte Williams is back. Trent Frazier's back. All of a sudden, they got a pretty good core. They lost their closer, but they got yeah. a pretty good core. Uh, Coburn's probably – he's probably my preseason Big Ten player of the year. Yeah. Um, he's going to be tough to stop. I think Illinois is going to be pretty good. Yeah, he's an absolute animal. Number two, I got Michigan. Um, I mean, they lost Livers. They lost Wagner. Got a lot of like, youth. A lot, of youth. Uh, a lot of youth, but a good class. Caleb Houston's kind of leading the way. He'll probably be the favorite to win Big Ten Freshman of the Year. Uh, Hunter Dick- Dickerson, of course, another year older. He'll be good. It's like uh, 23 now. I mean, I, I do not care for Howard. Michigan's annoying. Yeah. I would take a split with them right now. Um, I think they'll be pretty good. Yeah. Number one, of course, Boilermakers. What, what else am I going to say? Right. Um, expectations are big. I mean, it's they could still have a great season and not win the Big Ten. Big Ten's yeah. going to be tough. But uh, I just think on paper we're a little better. 
Yeah. What is it? Striving for 24? Is that what we're going for? Sounds right. Yeah. Yep. Sure. Yep. Don't fact check so, me. <laughs> so, you know, I'll go out and say it. I got the boilers in my final four. All right. Uh, along we'll with Gonzaga. I, Drew Timmy's probably going to win player of the year if he stays healthy. And they got Chet Holgram, um, who's skinny nature. as a rail, but he is a freak. Uh, they're going to be good. They're going to be out for blood. I mean, they almost had the perfect season last year. Um, I also got Alabama. They're a sleeper of mine. Nados has got something going. They're down a sleeper there. of mine. Yeah. Um, yeah, they were real good last year and fell short. SEC is about is. I mean, it's always kind of been. And I just us being Big Ten fans, we always look at you know Big Ten and ACC as being the cream of the crop in terms of basketball conferences. But the SEC, when you got them, Arkansas with Musselman, he's starting to recruit really, really well. Tennessee's always has been pretty solid um, for the last couple of years. Obviously, there's Kentucky, which is like an absolute roller coaster. I feel like every year, just with with the, with the roster turnover. But they're we know they're Florida can Florida can have Florida, good years. Florida can do it. So I mean, I think the SEC can be have some really fun. You got Tom Crean clapping his way down there, uh, <laughs> all the way down there in Georgia, and uh, also in the uh, bottom of the conference too, because yeah. they're not gonna be good. Conzo in Missouri, they're okay yep. now and then. As long as you beat Illinois, it's fine. My my other team in the final, I had Texas. I think Chris so Beard's got tons of Chris Beard hype. He's got tons of talent. Hell um, coach. Yeah, I, I don't like him. But he's, he's been there with Texas coach. Tech. Yeah, it's yep. um, now you got. Texas that'll be a, that's gonna be a fun matchup. I don't think Texas yeah. Tech could be good, but that'll be fun to watch. No. Yeah, and you've got Texas resources. It's gonna be <laughs> stupid. And then I got I, I got a list of others to keep an eye on. UCLA, a lot of people have them preseason number one. Johnny Juzang is really fun to watch. Oh, they're good. They're, they're whole. Yeah. I mean, Tiger Campbell's out there. Yep. It's going to be ridiculous. Uh, Kentucky, I think they have a bounce back year this year. Michigan, Illinois, Kansas, Arkansas, and Duke. Coach K, farewell tour. Yeah, I can't see them not going out with a good year. They missed the tournament last year, which was beautiful. <laughs> but I think they got too much talent. They'll bounce back. Yeah, they got uh I think it's like Paolo Benchero. I think it's their their stud five star freshman. He's yeah, he's gonna be a pretty beast. freaking good. Yeah. I don't expect much of any of the other Indiana schools. I don't think Butler's gonna be very good. Sorry, Andrew. I was hoping he'd be on to defend his case. Notre Dame, I see them being about five hundred. I yeah. don't think they'll gotta think uh I don't know about Mike Bray. Like he's done such a good job with they forced him out of the door, but it might be time for a change. I mean, Bray's been there since I believe two thousand or two thousand one. It's crazy. Yeah. Um, I don't know anything. I don't think ball I think ball state's like preseason eighth or something in the Mac. Uh I don't know anything about Valpo, Purdue Fort Wayne, IEPY, Evansville. Yeah. So yeah, looking forward to it. Should be fun. Do you have a uh, a record prediction? Well, how many games do we play? 30, I think thirty one is what I count. All right, all right, um, all right, all right. So non con, I don't think we go undefeated in non con. Okay, I actually will go out on a limb and say we're going to lose a game next weekend. Okay, against your Carolina, Tennessee, or Villanova, we'll lose one. We'll win the other one. I don't, okay. I don't know. Maybe my tune will change come next week, but so I think we lose that one. Uh, I think, I, I think we beat Florida State. I think okay. we beat NC State. Know nothing about them. Yeah, I, I think we. Beat I forgot Mar- we played them until I started my schedule. I was like, oh, cool. We played. We played two ACC. It was teams. supposed to be West Virginia last year at the Barclays, but oh, that's right. COVID ruined that. that, and then I don't know what happened with the reschedule. I think we'll beat Butler in the last year at a Crossroads Classic. Thank God. <laughs> um, yeah, I just I think we lose one non-conference game. 
So okay. put me down for one. Uh, Big Ten. Can you remind me of who we only play once and where? Oh, God. Um, <laughs> okay. We play Michigan State once. And it's at Michigan State. That's the third to last game of the year, February 26th. Okay. I, I, we've had good luck, but I'll say we lose that one. Just, okay. Just So that's two losses. Um, we play Ruck. Nope. We play Rutgers twice. Whoops. I think we play Nebraska once. And that's at home. Nah, we'll win that one. Um, we play Minnesota once. Nah, well, of course we do. And at, min- and at Minnesota. Nah, we'll win that's that a one. trap game. If it is, but. Oh we'll my God. I think that's. Oh, and Maryland. Maryland's at home. Uh, at home makes me feel good. Yeah, it's a uh, Sunday game. That could be. Ooh, that could be a CBS game. Gosh, it's tough to. It predict is CBS that. game. It's already CBS. <laughs> it's tough. It's tough to predict the undefeated season of Mackey, even though we've done it twice in the last decade. We had a one-loss season of Mackey last year with just cardboard cutouts, but it's just so hard to do. You got to think we're going to slip up somewhere. Um, you know, I'll say we lose five games, so we lose four in the Big Ten. In one non-con. I did, but before we start recording, I looked at the schedule. I did a no thinking, just gut reaction, and I had us going twenty-seven and four. Hey, look at that! Great bites. I, I had us losing. Oh, I said five. Damn, I said it, one, it's yeah. close enough. Yeah, I had us losing. I said we're going to beat North Carolina. We're going to. I think we're going to lose to Villanova. I think Villanova okay. beats Tennessee, and I had us losing on the road. Um, so I think we go undefeated at Mac. I had us losing at Michigan, at Illinois, and at Indiana. Okay, I, I can Which see those. Is a very rough start to this conference schedule because we play. And that's the our first. Uh, we play Iowa and Rutgers first. Iowa home and I home versus Iowa at Rutgers, and then obviously there's a break. And then we have home against Wisconsin at Penn State at Michigan, home against Nebraska at Illinois at Indiana. So that could be two back to back losses, which could be a very rough start to the conference. But hey, yeah, pressure makes diamonds, baby. Yep, nope. I'm all looking forward to it. Like you said, it's it, anticipation and expectations brings the nerves out, but it's also where you want to be as a fan. What seed do you think we are? Two. Yeah, that's something so too. A good uh, one of the one of the better two seeds. Yep, yep. I would take it right now. Sign me up. Who? It's a stupid question, but who mm-hmm. do you think our score? I think Jaden Ivey. I think so too. Um, I part of me wanted to say Zach Eady. I I just. Yeah, I mean, I think he's gonna be a monster. I, yeah. I, I, I wouldn't be. God, am I really gonna say this? I wouldn't be shocked <laughs> if we not only lose three seniors in Ivy, if we lose Edie to the pros too. I think he's gonna have that good a year. That'd be wild. I know. <laughs> that means we had a great was, year. Was was going to redshirt until I know. transferred. To Didn't play school. basketball to what sophomore <laughs> in high school. I just yeah. I, I, Matt Painter doesn't gush about players very often. The way he gushed about him in the preseason uh yeah. media or the big 10 preseason media day media thank you media day yeah. so i mean he just he's he's smart with his words and for him to go out and say that about Edie, i'm like all right he's a real deal who leads us in assists man that's a good question i want to say ivy because he needs to but uh yeah i'm gonna go with isaiah thompson oh okay i was gonna say i ivy or travion Okay. Well, Trayvon make yeah, his best pass yeah. from the team. But I, my, when I was thinking this before the show, I was like, I think I'm going to pick Trayvon. I was like, ah, but Ivy, he's going to drive a lot. And 
hopefully drive and dish. Um, let's see here. I'm trying to think. Oh, I got I got two two for you. Okay. Who's the one player that's gonna surprise everybody the most? That's the beauty because we have so many dang guys. Yeah. My honestly, my gut reaction is Thompson. Okay. I think he's gonna take a big step. I mean, obviously he's he's not new to the program. I think just I mean we've I mean, it wasn't great for us last year. He, definitely he kind started of the other night. He started I mean, the other night. I think it was kind of a, a liability at times. But I think, I mean, I think Painter, I mean, as we know, Painter trusts um, experience. And obviously, I think Thompson comes from a good lineage of basketball players, obviously with his brother. Um, I was going to say him or maybe something like Caleb first. I mean, I know we, we've, we've got high hopes for him, but I, I just think he's going to be a really solid player who – I don't think we'll leave the starting lineup. I would, I, I would even go on a limb and say I think he's the one guy in the starting lineup who doesn't get a, doesn't get swapped out at some point. And like I, I could see a, obviously we've already seen Travion not start in the scrimmage. You know, Edie. I could see you know if Ivy's having a slump, maybe Painter sitting him to you know light a fire under his butt. Um, you know, we've got Hunter. We saw him not start the other night. You'd see you know I could see Morton starting, but I think I think first is gonna be the guy who. If he starts to run out, which I assume he is, I think he's the one guy who doesn't lose a starting spot. It's crazy as to say that about like Ivy, but I think for whatever reason, I think he's just he's got a high motor. Whatever analogy you want to use for a white basketball player from the state of Indiana, he's all of them, I think. Um, and he's gonna be, I think he's gonna be a beast. Ray as, on Facebook says first going to be a beast. Yep. Well, my guy, I think, is gonna raise eyebrows. A guy, a lot of people are forgetting about Mason Gillis. Yeah. I was thinking maybe Ethan Morton when you were going with that. But I almost I forgot, went with Morton, I forgot about Gillis. I, I think, think Gillis is because he knows he screwed up and he's taken, you know, accountability of it. And there he said he looks great in practice. He looks chiseled. I think, as you said, I think he's going to be – I think he's a very important key to this team right? this year. I think, you know, obviously not, I don't think he's going to start. So I think first is going to – like I said, just first is going to hold that position and mm-hmm. never going to lose it. But I think just from also just a – um. Uh, well, what's the word I'm looking for? An attitude standpoint. I mean, he's definitely he's a he's a dog, and I think like mm-hmm. for those games, and we, we've got fans back. We got a lot of well, we've got three guys who have played in front of crowds: Hunter, Travion, Sasha. Because Gillis and Newman were red shirts the last time we had we had fans. Don't we have ten guys on this team who have not played in front of fans in a regular season game? I think so. Yeah, because because Sasha, Trey, and, and Hunter have all have. Thompson Newman, has. Okay, you're right. I forgot about Thompson. Yeah, so four. And then, like I said, Newman and Gillis were on the team, but they weren't playing. And then obviously, you have all the freshmen from last year, or the sophomores from last year, or from this, this year, and the freshmen now. But I think you're going to have Gillis, who, like, for those games, you know, at Indiana, at Mission State, where it's going to be there, the whole crowd's obviously against you. And I think just having that nastiness about him is going to be so important for this team. Yeah, because they're going to feed off it. He'll get some chance at him. Oh yeah, um, Chris Christopher on Facebook says I agree. I feel Gillis is kind of a Landry type. Ooh, player. I like that comparison. Anytime anybody's compared to Carl Landry, I'm on my yeah. Landry was a dog. God, he was. Uh, is there a player you think that because somebody I want to say necessarily lost in the shuffle, but there's going to be a good player that it surprises all Purdue fans towards the end of the year, looking back like, wow, his minutes really went down. As the years went, as the year went on, is there who who do you think's a candidate for that? 
I don't think his misery with Dashlane is going to be a lot for him. I think Trey Kaufman ran, unfortunately. Yeah, me too. I, I mean, I thankfully he's a he seems like a really good kid who who under at least from what he said coming into the year, he seems like he's got a good head on his shoulder of knowing he's you know he may not you know get all the minutes. He's he's here to learn. He's a very smart kid, but just with, I mean, first I mean, I, I really sent him back. I think it was that injury. You know, we didn't get we didn't get a chance to see him in the U 19s Never got a chance to try out. Um, but obviously you got first starting and then Gillis who's experienced and knows the system that's going against him. But I think just obviously there's not a ton of minutes at the four. I don't think. Cause then you never, I mean, I, I don't think we're going to see a lot of Trey and ED lineups. I just don't see it happening, but you know, there's only so many, so many minutes to go around at the four unless he can, I've heard, I know he's a pretty good shooter, but unless he can steal some minutes at the three, I just don't see him getting more than like eight minutes a game. If that, yeah. if that, one guy I could see so far in the scrimmage and the exhibition he hasn't started. I still think he'll play a good amount of minutes per game, but he might not have the same impact. Could be Eric Hunter. And I hear yeah. saying that if if I, if he's not making shots, he's so good on defense. But if he's yeah. not making shots, can yeah. we have him out there when we have so many other guys who can't? Right. That's yeah. That's a good question. I I, I feel like Payne's gonna have him out there anyway, just for his yeah. defensive presence. Um, and he's a leader. He needs to be a leader, a leader out there. Yep. But yeah, I I hate to see it, but yeah, I, I know because he's yeah he's definitely one of the leaders of this team. Yeah, so it's uh that could be and, and that's could be a problem Purdue has this year is it's a good problem to have. We have so much depth. Painters never had a problem like this before. It's right. The, it's getting rotations and lineups. It might take a little while to figure it out. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to be. Uh, I mean, hopefully, man. I know he's he's been saying it the whole time. And obviously, the team knows that not everyone's going to. Um, the you know the team knows that that you know the armor's going to play, but you just hope that it doesn't you know fracture the locker. Which I don't think it will. I mean, it seems like a lot of really good guys and high character guys, but hopefully for winning, it, you know, winning kind of cures all. So that's what you kind of hope. So if we're not winning, then that's when I think things can get potentially ugly. Yeah, Christopher said on Facebook, Sasha, if he doesn't get hot. Yeah, I mean, I mean, obviously again, he's a leader. He's been around forever, but I mean, he's his whole point is to be you know, a, a shooter and he's, he's obviously a high energy guy and everything, but his, I mean, his defense isn't anything super special. I mean, he's not the quickest, no slight to him. It's just what it is. But I mean, I'd rather, if he's not hitting, I'd rather have Newman in that spot just because he's a bit, a bit longer, a bit bigger. And maybe if Newman's shooting, then I don't think we lose much going from Sasha to Newman. Yep. Nope. I agree with you there. I agree with there. Any other thoughts before uh, we do these last two sponsor reads? I'll be at Mackey tomorrow. I'm so excited. I was excited to get back to Rossi, but I'm really excited to get back to Mackey. I've missed it so much. I haven't been there since the IU game in 2019 or sorry, 2020. Um, it was the last game I went to. So it's uh, it'll be good to be back. I'm excited to see the paint crew. Yeah, I don't think I'll be there tomorrow night, but I will be Friday night against Indiana State. I don't think I'll, I'll, so, I'll be there Friday. But. So uh, we'll flip-flop there. And uh, that'll be my first time since the Rutgers overtime loss in 2020. Yeah. So it's been – feels like five years. Yeah. It's been a, been a long time. Um, <clears throat> oh, I just realized I closed my reads. I got to breathe. The <laughs> Brilliant. Good job, Tanner. I um, think I've done this a time or two. But, uh, okay, I got them up now. So the Boiler Breakdown Podcast is also brought to you by, like it has been the last few years, Webb's Family Pharmacy. Webb's Family Pharmacy is an independently owned community pharmacy with stores located in Rochester, Akron, and North Manchester, Indiana. 
Webbs is happy to announce that they are now providing flu shots by appointment. It's very simple. You can either go in or you can call ahead to get an appointment or like I did, go online. They got a few different types of flu shots you can get. Click, get your time, go in. takes like two minutes in out, easy process. So simply call a separate appointment and their friendly and caring staff will be happy to help you. For all of your high quality medical equipment, supplies, and pharmacy services, check them out online at webrx.com or give them a call. Webb's Family Pharmacy, the professional pharmacy with the hometown touch. And if your yard is looking like mine, full of leaves, full of just like, what the heck is that growing at over there? Is that, I haven't seen that weed. Give Shroff Landscaping Nurseries a call. Shroff Landscaping Nur- Nurseries has been in business for over 50 years and can handle all of your landscaping needs, including landscape design, maintenance, irrigation, hardscaping, fall cleanup, and they are licensed lawn applicators. Contact them today for all of your landscaping needs at 574 223 2769 Shroff Landscaping Design with you in mind. And we thank all of our sponsors for being on board this season with the Boiler Breakdown podcast as we get basketball cranked up. So the next few weeks and well into December now, since we know we're going bowling, we'll be talking both Boilers hoops and Boiler football. It's a great time to be a Boilermaker. Let's get off the hot start in basketball and let's go into Columbus. Let's crack those nuts. (laughs) Boiler up, hammer down, beat the Buckeyes. Boiler up.